Section 19 of A Voyage to the Moon by Cyrano de Bergerac, translated by Archibald Lovell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 17 of The Author's Return to the Earth at length my love for my country took me off of the desire and thoughts i had of staying there i minded nothing now but to be gone but i saw so much impossibility in the matter that it made me quite peevish and melancholic my spirit observed it and having asked me what was the reason that my humour was so much altered i frankly told him the cause of my melancholy but he made me such fair promises concerning my return that i relied wholly upon him i acquainted the council with my design who sent for me and made me take an oath that i should relate in our world all that i had seen in that my passports then were expeded and my spirit having made necessary provisions for so long a voyage asked me what part of my country i desired to light in i told him that since most of the rich youths of paris once in their lifetime made a journey to rome imagining after that that there remained no more worth the doing or seeing i prayed him to be so good as to let me imitate them but withal said i in what machine shall we perform the voyage and what orders do you think the mathematician who talked other day of joining this globe to ours will give me as to the mathematician said he let that be no hindrance to you for he is a man who promises much and performs little or nothing and as to the machine that's to carry you back it shall be the same which brought you to court how said i will the air become as solid as the earth to bear your steps i cannot believe that and it is strange replied he that you should believe and not believe pray why should the witches of your world who march in the air and conduct whole armies of hail snow rain and other meteors from one province into another have more power than we pray have a little better opinion of me than to think i would impose upon you the truth is said i i have received so many good offices from you as well as socrates and the rest for whom you have had so great kindness that i dare trust myself in your hands as now i do resigning myself heartily up to you i had no sooner said the word but he rose like a whirlwind and holding me between his arms without the least uneasiness he made me pass that vast space which astronomers reckon betwixt the moon and us in a day and a half's time which convinced me that they tell a lie who say that a millstone would be three hundred three score and i know not how many years more in falling from heaven since i was so short a while in dropping down from the globe of the moon upon this at length about the beginning of the second day i perceived i was drawing near our world since i could already distinguish europe from africa and both from asia when i smelt brimstone which i saw steaming out of a very high mountain that incommoded me so much that i fainted away upon it i cannot tell what befell me afterwards but coming to myself again i found i was amongst briars on the side of a hill amidst some shepherds who spoke italian i knew not what was become of my spirit and i asked the shepherds if they had not seen him at that word they made the sign of the cross and looked upon me as if i had been a devil myself but when i told them that i was a christian and that i begged the charity of them that they would lead me to some place where i might take a little rest they conducted me into a village about a mile off 
where no sooner was i come but all the dogs of the place from the least cur to the biggest mastiff flew upon me and had torn me to pieces if i had not found a house wherein i saved myself but that hindered them not to continue their barking and bawling so that the master of the house began to look upon me with an evil eye and really i think as people are very apprehensive when accidents which they look upon to be ominous happen that man could have delivered me up as a prey to these accursed beasts had i not bethought myself that that which madded them so much at me was the world from whence i came because being accustomed to bark at the moon they smelt i was come from thence by the scent of my clothes which stuck to me as a sea smell hangs about those who have been long on shipboard for some time after they come ashore to air myself then i lay three or four hours in the sun upon a terrace walk and being afterwards come down the dogs who smelt no more that influence which had made me their enemy left barking and peaceably went to their several homes next day i parted for rome where i saw the ruins of the triumphs of some great men as well as of ages i admired those lovely relics and the repairs of some of them made by the modern at length having stayed there a fortnight in company of monsieur de cyrano my cousin who advanced me money for my return i went to Civita Vecchia and embarked in a galley that carried me to marseilles during all this voyage my mind ran upon nothing but the wonders of the last i made at that time i began the memoirs of it and after my return put them into as good order as sickness which confines me to bed would permit but foreseeing that it will put an end to all my studies and travels that i may be as good as my word to the council of that world i have begged of monsieur lebret my dearest and most constant friend that he would publish them with the history of the republic of the sun that of the spark and some other pieces of my composing if those who have stolen them from us restore them to him as I earnestly adjure them to do. End of chapter 17 End of A Voyage to the Moon by Cyrano de Bergerac Translated by Archibald Lovell